Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and we've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's good, y'all? Hey, guys. You know, thanks, guys, for joining us today. This uh, has been a while, man. It's been a while since we've been, you know, recording this thing, but we're still out here. We're still doing our thing. You know, we've kind of just cut things a little bit short because uh, we're both busy, you know? Life is, t- life is hitting us hard right now. Work is super busy. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to make coin, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to stay alive and making some money on the side, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, but what have you been up to though? So how's work? How's work been for you? Work's been good. You know, it's a slow, slow build, slow process, but it's building. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, just been hectic with all the days and the time. By the time I'm off work, then you're not, you're not like probably awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it's just been off. Well, that was good, man. As far as you're making money, and as far as we are still hanging in there in this pandemic, you know, it's crazy. You don't even think anymore about the pandemic. You just kind of do your own thing. You go outside. You put on a mask. Um, you know, you do your own thing. In fact, uh, for us with football, like we've been doing some contactless uh, training with the kids. So Are you guys started? Huh? Yeah, we've we. Yeah, they brought us back. Um, we're doing some uh, training where the uh, the kids, uh, you know, they we only have about up to ten players maximum mm-hmm. allowed um and those 10 players like they're doing a lot of contactless so uh, uh stuff so no no fouling no contacts no you know anything like that no like crazy things but um so we've had to be creative with, like come up with drills that are highly technical and they're set up for the individual rather than the team in a sense like in a way we can do team training but uh it has to be keeping in mind with like social distancing stuff. Right. So it's been, it's been quite the, uh, it's been quite, quite fun. Actually, it's kept, kept me outside the house for a couple of days, but hopefully we can get back um, playing again and coaching again, because, you know, this pandemic is uh, starting to get, get on my nerves right now, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, we're all right, man. Back to the real, man. You know, football. Let's talk Man U and uh, Chelsea, man. Um, you know, the, over the weekend, we saw uh, uh, Manchester United beat Manchester City 2-0. Uh, mm-hmm. This game, personally, I predicted that uh, we probably will win this game because this just the way Pep plays and... Oh, him and against Ole, it's like they always go tit for tat, like both, you know, both sides telling each other. But anyway, I predicted that we're going to win, but I was worried that we were going to, if we're going to lose. Sorry? Or something. I don't know what the hell was that. Your phone neither vibrated, but to put that, turn that thing off from vibrate, man. But anyway, um, I was worried that, um, you know, the the uh, United were going to get pummeled by city but and if we were gonna lose we're gonna lose by a lot but either way i felt like this was kind of the game that was perfect for united to win mm-hmm. uh considering how city play but anyway we won to nothing um and in the other game we have chelsea that beats um everton today uh two nothing too as well um so those are some of the things that we're gonna you know kind of cover maybe just give kind of an outlook on the premier league and how boring it has become now except for maybe this game 
the Manchester United play, but you know the Premier League, uh, it's kind of it's kind of been a little bit boring now. Like you kind of know who's gonna be number one the way it's looking like anyway. Yeah. Um, and with uh, Chelsea's win today, um, it seems like we kind of know who our top four are gonna be looking like towards the end of the season. If anything, I think uh, if anybody's gonna drop out, it's gonna be. Um, I, I'm predicting Manchester United just because of the way we play sometimes. Like, you know, the 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 weekend before or the weeks before, we tied with you guys 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, we tied with uh, uh, Crystal Palace 0-0. Zero, zero. And the way Chelsea has been playing, Chelsea now look on the up. You know, you have to go now finally seeming to get something out of these boys. Beating, beating both Merseyside teams twice over the span of a week, right? Like, you know, Bumping Liverpool one nothing. It could have been more, as you said earlier, before we jumped on the show. Yeah. And also beating um, Everton again today two nothing. But we'll kind of we'll, we'll get into that. We'll start off with um, before we get into our specific teams. We'll start with the Premier League, man. Like you know, what, how is what is the status of this league now? Does this because if you look at the um, German league, German league looks interesting. Yeah. Right. Even though we we still predict Bayern are going to run away with that. It is interesting. The Italian league, the Italian league uh, looks kind of interesting, even though Inter looks like they're going to win things, but we don't know yet. Anything could happen. But it looks interesting. And then the Spanish league as well looks interesting. So you've got those three leagues at least looking well. And maybe if we we want to throw some respect on Ligue 1, the French league, the French league, um, I think... uh, also looks good too as well. Like they're still they're still competitive, but the Premier seems to be the only one that kind of is not following the script. Last season, Liverpool dominated the league. Now City had dominated the league. You know, is the quality still there in the Premier League? Are we still seeing? Is is it still fun? You know, compared to other leagues that uh, that are available out there. I mean, when you're looking at um, the levels where it's like, if you're looking at the way that Liverpool has been losing games and, <laughs> and losing to like the to the to the bottom guys, it makes it interesting. But when you look at City and how they've been on a tear, then it's not that interesting, right? Because yeah. um, you know what City is going to be doing. But Liverpool have kind of been the 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 light that's been shining out there. Yeah. That's kind of been like, oh, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen with them. They're unpredictable, and they're still supposed to be one of the top two in the in, in the in the Prem, right? Mm. And um, then you have teams like Leicester and Chelsea and Arsenal and even, even Spurs, too, have started to win games again. So it's just like uh, it's it's slowly building up, but City's, City just being on a tear is what kind of makes it a little bit like – uninteresting and you know what's going to happen. Mm. But I think the race for top four is, is actually the most interesting thing right now. So, um, and plus it also looks like City, City is 11 points clear. They could lose games. You never know. It could become interesting again. But the thing is like, can Man U keep up? And if Man U is not the team to do it, like City is still like ahead of a lot of teams by like maybe like um, – was it 12 and 12 points on Leicester and about uh, 15 on Ch- on Chelsea. So if Chelsea was the team to like come and compete with them, City would have to lose quite a few games and people would have to like start to, start to like try to put them on the sword. But um, they're just such a 
such an outrageous team and courageous to the point where it's like, I don't think that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. um, we pretty much see them taking the league and winning this, winning this title this year. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much what it is. Like uh, if we'd have to wait till next year for sure to see something get different, if anything would get different in that, in that uh, instance. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit sad, you know, when you're watching when you're watching the league now and you kind of know that uh, they're going to win it. And over the weekend, uh, watching, you know, Manchester United beat them was was nice. Um, but in my head, it was just like, yeah, like this, this is kind of this is kind of what that I don't know. It's kind of um, uh, it's like a paint over the cracks. Right. You know, you have like really big glaring issues with uh, the United team and we we managed to win this one game um it's, it's just like yeah you know city can afford to lose it remember i we always say this right if you're a top top four games don't mean nothing um mm-hmm. i've said this over and over again and i i will stand by it a top four game means nothing um you can lose a top four game and you can beat all the crappy teams and you still be top and city and the masters are doing that they will beat they will, they will lose to a top four team. They, most of the, most of the top four teams they beat this season, but they will lose to a top four team and they will still win the league. That's just the way they are, right? And that's the trick. That's the trick to winning the league. It's not it's not worrying about the the big boys too much. It's about worrying about those boys that you should be able to beat that are coming in to park the bus, you know, in droves against you, right? So, um, but anyway, the league, the league is just, it's what it is. I think, uh, hopefully, hopefully we see a little bit of a dip and just give, give a, a couple of people hope. But uh, the reality is the United team is not that good. Leicester's, but Leicester's not that good. And then Chelsea, it seems to be the only team that may be on the up, but you never know what may happen. Um, you know, but I, I think if anything, the way, the way Chelsea are looking like if they come, if they, if you guys finish this season in a very hot streak, I'll be really worried next season because, uh, you know, Tuchel, that guy can coach. He's a very good manager. He can coach. He can also manage a team. Um, yeah. he, he does He does do this odd, stupid thing with uh, subbing players off and then, I mean, subbing players on and taking them off after mm-hmm. they play like, what, 10, 20 minutes, which is kind of like, for me, a massive faux pas in that level of football. But... Either way, he admitted his mistake. Hudson Odoi is back in the game with him. Um, and uh, you guys are doing good. So let's jump over to, to, to you guys' segment then. What do you think about uh, the Everton game against you guys today? Oh, man, we we dominated this game. We should have won this game at least 5-0, 6-0. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, um, it was nice to see Havertz play. About about time, like you know, I I, I just I was having a conversation with Paul on this like a uh, couple of days ago. We were like in a car for like I think forty five minutes to one hour. I was driving back from like the northwest, and uh, I told Paul I was like pretty much like Kai Havertz is the guy Mason Mount needs, and Mason Mount is the guy that Kai Havertz needs. They both need each other to push each other to reach their maximum potential, and. Um, you can start to see it now. Like, like obviously, Havertz not playing that much games. Obviously, he's annoyed, right? So now he wants to he wants to prove something. He wants to show that he's there, right? Mm-hmm. But also, Mount's not gonna 
Mount's not gonna just let him just get in like that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that that's pretty much like what it is. Mount is just the epitome of like hard work and 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 he embodies what it takes to be a Chelsea player, right? The grit, um style, um tenacity, intensity, all of that stuff, right? So um Seeing Havertz play today was very good because you could see you could see that he's growing. He's growing into the game and and like he's he hasn't shined this season, but so far um, this game was this game was pretty good. Like he's had a few other games like throughout this season that were good, but like this was like by far the best game that he has played in the Prem for sure. Even though like the first goal that he scored was given as an as an own goal, which rightfully so. Like I guess the ball was going wide and. Godfrey's uh, body kind of hit the ball into the net, right? And mm-hmm. uh, then the penalty, just just being just ninjuanity and the way that he saw the keeper coming out, and he just knew that yo, if I take him out there, he's gonna he's gonna you know cover me. Well, well, it's Jordan Pickford though, like you know, he yeah. can. He's so sloppy. Pickford he's is so sloppy. Clumsy, Pickford made a lot of amazing saves today. Like I think he had like six, seven saves. And one one person who needs to just get it together, even though he's playing well, is Timo Werner. He needs to finish. He needs to finish his yeah. chances. Like if you're that close to the keeper, Pickford, why are you trying to play the ball on the right side? Like put it into the angle where he's not gonna have a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Your striker, you should know how to do that, right? And then, um, like one or two chances right there, he should have he should have buried it. Like I want to see him start scoring goals again. Like, yes, like he's he scored recently, but you want to see your know, striker go on a, on a tear. You know, mm-hmm. you want to see striker constantly develop and and be that guy. You know what I mean? So like, yes, Drogba had like a rough first season and a rough start in Chelsea, and then came back. Maybe Timo could be that dude too. But it's all, gonna, it's all gonna depend on on how he carries himself and bearing these opportunities. Got to come; they've got to become like now more more of a clinical state and an instinct because we're heading to like the last period of the season, and it's like these goals that you don't miss now will probably end up being the death of you. Like realistically speaking, as as we've seen throughout the years. When a striker doesn't finish the chances, sometimes you know they come and get punished, right? And then now they're stuck, um, wondering and 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 reminiscing about the goals that they should have gotten from there, right? Rather yeah. than putting those chances away. But uh, it was a very good game. Um, we held possession. We just we just killed Everton, honestly, and uh, we pretty much like give them nothing. Jorginho was like tackling and tackling, even though at one point he got left. He got left for dead. But the the formation is so tight that that no matter if Jorginho is out of position, like they will still cover themselves. They you still know, cover. Yeah. yeah. You, you know the the this is a big thing that I've noticed with you guys, like the amount of clean sheets you guys are getting, um, yeah. and also the amount of. I mean, early in Lampard's uh, this season, Lampard was getting clean sheets too. But yeah. this like. I've seen you guys a lot more tighter. I think that three at the back. How's the three at the back looking, actually? You know, I think it's working, for my opinion, but I wanted to get your perspective on the three at the back and, you know, what you think uh, about it. Honestly, I still like playing with, like, wing players and wide players. Like, that's, like, a thing for me. Um, but, but, if, but, but if you... 
if you have yeah, three yeah. in the back, you can still play with wing backs. You can play with wing backs, yes, but you don't necessarily give your wide players so much of a chance to be that guy, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, you're now playing with a wing back. So now what happens to your left back is your left back becomes a left wing back or your winger becomes a wing back, right? So it's mm. you kind of take away from that side. But on the other hand, you are more stable because then when, when, when transition is breaking apart and it's easier to come into the shape and you have two guys in the middle already that can just run back and cover those areas yeah. and then while the wing back returns, right? But, uh, yeah, as much as I would like to play with wings and, and, and wingers and outright wingers and all that, right now this is working. It's a it's a good change for sure. Like the way that Chelsea is handling it, the way Thomas Tuchel is actually being detailed about it, it's what is giving us like the success right now. So yeah, um, but like it's you know the formation is one part of the tactic. It's not everything, and yeah, you know I think uh, you guys are still playing fluid football. You guys, in fact, in my opinion, you guys are playing more Lampard football in my opinion than Lampard does play. Um, with the added balance of the three at the back on the on that side, it just shows you the level of coaching. Like it's, you can still play your system. You can you can yeah. still play the way you want to play. You know, if I'm an attacking manager, I want to play attacking, but I have to recognize that you know football is a risk reward type of thing, right? And you know, if you, if your team goes on the attack and they act like rabbit dogs without you know. Uh, uh, setting up proper structures in place to protect your pack line, uh, then maybe you should not be doing that, right? And Tuko is just in this instant, um, just you can see night and day. Night, night, he's like night and day clarity over like Lampard, bro. Like I just, I don't know, man. I I, I think that um, he's he's showing that you know there's levels once again there's levels to this game, and yeah. he's really proven that. You know, but it's the way that he like proper manages the game, even when like we're up one zero, and when he knows that we can't concede, because if we concede, that's a point lost. Then that's three points lost. Or if he and he made it very clear, like he's like we try to win the game every time, but if we can't win the game, then it's better to go for a tie and not and not concede a goal. So yeah. what he pretty much said in the Manchester United game and. That's exactly what happened. And then in the Southampton game, he still has regrets about the Southampton game. He came out and talked about it in a press conference as well. He was pretty much like adamant that we should have won that game. But like, you know, those are all learning experiences that you learn from and you know what to do next time when the situation comes up. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, just the way he speaks, like he's so he's so clean and, and true about it. Like he doesn't hide anything the Hudson Adoy decision, he said, I just didn't like the way he was playing. You know what I mean? If it was somebody else that would have probably made up an excuse or anything like that, but yeah. he just put it out there, you know? Um, the And as well, like the, the way that he, like he also meant, it, it, it's, it's a good thing to see now. Like even if he has like that starting 11, he's still adapting and rotating. So, like, all these players are pretty much getting played, like, kind of like how Pep does, where he, yes, yes. When, the, when the season first started, and and I think it was, like, the first five, ten games, Pep would play a different team every single every single game. But at yep. the end of the day, now they're just, they're fit and they're ready to go because now they're all up to speed and they know they can now push for something, right? So, and yeah. uh, 
PT has been actually he's been he's been rotating pretty nicely, pretty well. Um, I would like to see Emerson play a little bit. I haven't seen him play since like since CT came in, um, except in the FA game. But maybe in time we'll see Emerson come up again. And uh, Pulisic right now is definitely eating the bench, and but he's still coming in like every twenty minutes. And uh, mm-hmm. today he came in for like I think it was like four or five minutes. But um, I think he's also managing him as well. They're playing a double ten, so pretty much like when you play a double ten, it's more more attacking. But the thing is, like you still have those guys behind, right, who can do yep. the work. Yep. And um, that's where pretty much Hudson Odoi played today. I, I was kind of strange to see Hudson Odoi play the ten today because he's been playing him as a wing back. But it was actually mm-hmm. nice to see Hudson Odoi play that ten because we all know that. Odoi has like characteristics like Hazard as well, just like uh, just like Pulisic does. So if you play them as a ten, they're they're very unpredictable in the things that they could do. As we yeah. all saw what Odoi was able to do today, he did it right. So yeah. Um, and then you have you have guys like Ziyech as well who can also play in that ten position. So yeah, I think cross, cross and inshallah. Yeah, yeah. He would mostly be looking for and and have a split of false nine today actually, mm. and. Uh, and then you had uh, what do you call it, uh, Werner on the wings, and then pretty much uh, what happened was Havertz kept dropping, so pretty much he was occupying that space between the the top the top layer of the midfield and then the the top side of the striking zone, right? So yeah, um, yeah. So um, how is Yenner feeling about Mason Mount now? Like, is he still talking? Smack about Mason or has he uh, cooled off uh, Mason? You know, is Yana in shambles right now or what's going yeah. on with them, dude? Yana, Yana was, uh, I think at the, after the Liverpool game, we told, we, we asked Yana, like, what's up, right? And uh, yeah. obviously, Yana wanted to join in on the celebration, but uh, Meb was, Meb was like, was, was, was calling Yana and was like, how do you feel? And, uh, and I had to tell Ahmad too, because Ahmad is always talking shit about Mason. And I was mm-hmm. like, but Ahmad thing is just hatred for him. He just doesn't like his face. Or like seeing him just pisses him off, right? So, wow. um, yeah. So I was pretty much like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But in a, but Yana has a good reason why he this why he always says that you'll play Havertz. It's almost like in the same the way he just comes across and says it is just not the right way to do it because. Um, I used to say this. Uh, what was it like last year when uh, when Mount played like so many games under lamps? I I said Mount needs competition to make sure that he doesn't drop off, right? Yeah. And um, and that's pretty much what Yana was getting at as well. But he just didn't like word it right or put it in the right way. He says he says um, Havertz is the reason why why Mount will not have um, average games, right? So. Mm-hmm. Because if Mount has mm-hmm. average games, Kai will come in, right? So, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So he's cooled off on uh, Mount now. He's uh, he's yeah. Like they, they need to understand. Like this boy is just—he's gonna keep getting better. You know what I mean? Like, and then in 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 time, it's gonna be him. Uh, it's gonna be Mount and Habits that will probably end up running the pram. So mm-hmm. like, it's only it's only a matter of time, right? Interesting. Interesting. Now you say that that Mount and Harvest are gonna run the param. I think it's gonna be 
I don't think it's going to be them. I think uh, the future is Phil Foden, man. I think he's the he's the future. I don't think it's anything with Mount. I think Mount is a very good functional player. Once again, I think he adapts to every system that you put him through. Fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic work ethic. Like, you know, when you want to talk about, like, British work ethic, he he is the embodiment of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to run the Prem, no, man. I think maybe... You know, maybe maybe they may be hovering around like you know top five, uh, you know center attacking mids in the league for a little bit, um, but I don't know if you're going to be saying those guys are going to be running the prem. Maybe they could. Kai Havertz, uh, everybody calls him generation talent, and uh, I think he's a great player. I don't see the generation in him, the generational piece in him. Um, like, yeah, right. Because it's just only his first season in in here. I, I know, I know, but like this, this something, there's something that. You know when you when you watched Ronaldo, even though it was his first season or whatever, you just knew Ronaldo was gonna be something special. Like mm-hmm. you can tell when somebody is gonna be special. Um, but anyways, what it is, I think. Uh, I think well, let's give it. Let's give things time. Let's not jump into any conclusion. I think this is the problem, right? This is what we always say. People lack foresight. You know, we always want to jump. We always want to react to things. Um, rather than just taking a step back and, and seeing what is actually really happening, right? And mm-hmm. um, I would say just let's just wait. Let's wait and see. Mount may become something great. Kai may become something great. But you guys have some really good – you guys have some real good uh, players. And the other thing too as well, finally, you guys have a coach that instills belief and has a plan, you know, a proper plan, not just a, a plan on you guys go out there and just attack, cross and inshallah, do whatever you want. I love that cross and inshallah. I find it pretty funny. But um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but uh, rather than just doing that, like at least having a plan, okay, we've lost the ball. What do we do? You know, okay, the guys are not sharp with, with uh, getting back in transition and stopping the offensive transition. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change the formation so that at least even if we lose the bodies, I mean, we lose their focus, they have the bodies or the structure in place to protect them when they make those mistakes. Like, he has something in place, right? And uh, playing against you guys over that week and just seeing how, I mean, I think Ole was in in over his head and was very naive with his approach to that game because I think you guys were there for the taking in that game. But Ole yeah. just, but Ole, what well, Ole is just a scaredy cat, man. The guy just comes in with two center mids and just sits back and just hopes that you know you guys don't score, breaks behind you and then score. And that's why he loves playing City. This guy probably can play City all over in the league. And, um, yeah, we'll lose some to City. I think City know how to beat us, too. But he will also win some because City are just going to come in with the same, you know, strats, right? So, anyway, I'm going to take the convo over to the United side just because, uh, just for time here. But uh, did you watch the uh, United-City game? No, no, I did not watch it. I didn't watch I it. The, I saw the highlights, though. It looks like Luke Shaw was, was the man. Yeah, man, Luke Shaw's my boy, man. This kid, uh, there's a lot of people that love to diss him. I, I I'll call out one person, Obi. Obi loves dissing this boy back in the day, man. <laughs> you know, Luke Shaw this, Luke Shaw that. I'm like, dude, man, Luke Shaw's actually a good player, man. Like, you can tell. He's I, not... I, just, I just remember that one time where Mourinho was like, Father, Father, please get me off the pitch. <laughs> 
I was like, man. <laughs> Fuck Mourinho, man. That guy is such a true, man. But in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, he actually did turn Luke Shaw even better, though. So... Nah, I don't think he made Luke Shaw better. I think I think he did, I, I think he Luke Shaw was already good, right? Yeah. And he just was bullying Luke Shaw. No, yeah, seriously. The, like, like, like bullying him. Like this kid was actually good. And then he was like, I had to enter inside Luke Shaw so that he can be able to it's like, bro, like you've never yeah, played. <laughs> you, <laughs> you've never you've never played this sport like at this high <laughs> level and you're talking about entering inside the player and entering their head and you know playing for them um yeah you gave him a lot of instructions and yeah it's just i don't know man the stuff Mourinho says man drives me insane i mean now his but team it's, is it's amazing. crazy though look Shaw comes out and says that that Mourinho made him a better player no, like, he came out and said he was open to the criticism and he worked on it because yeah. he's a professional. He's a pro. He knows that he knows that Mourinho wants the best for him, but yeah. the way Mourinho went about it, bro, like and 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 we knew Luke Shaw wasn't the worst player on that team. There was so many bad players, man, that season. It was so bad, dude. Like this guy, Mourinho, man, like the stuff he said, oh my goodness. But anyway, at the end of the day, Luke Shaw was okay with it because he was like, well, you know, I need to improve, right? You guys are forgetting that Luke Shaw was brought in in the LVG era. Yeah, yeah. Right? This kid was brought in the LVG time when LVG was like putting us to sleep with insomnia football, bro. Like, you know, LVG's football was just like a tragedy, man. And the best part about it, the best part about it is LVG's football had the potential to like be one of the most nastiest attacking uh, uh, football out there. I don't know if any person, if you remember, but there was a game United played against uh, Leicester, 5-3. We lost. Uh And I remember that game, we were up like 3-1 or something. We were just bossing them off the field and then all of a sudden things fell apart the defense broke down Raphael made a couple of mistakes Jamie Vardy fucked us over and in the next minute they won the game 5-3 and I think ever since then LVG was so wounded he never went back he never went back to any sort of attacking football again he yeah. had one of the best left backs in my opinion and he had Angle De Maria one of the better wingers in the league at that time and he got wounded by that. After he got wounded by that result, never again. United played one of the most boring football. Then Luke Shaw was there, right? He was well. He well. He he came into uh, LVG's era at that time. Then what ended up happening? Mourinho came, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mourinho comes in, and one of the most defensive coaches, Luke Shaw, just Luke Shaw had broken his leg. If you remember, he broke his leg. He broke his ankle. His ankle was, I was talking to uh, Corey the other day and Corey was saying, uh, the one thing that reminds me of Luke Shaw is his broken ankle against PSV and Eindhoven. And people forget like this kid broke his leg, right? Mm-hmm. Now, after he broke his leg, fast forward, uh, Mourinho comes in. Mourinho, you know, does all the shit he does, plays some of the worst boring football, you know, that we've ever seen, blames Luke Shaw and Martial and all these kids for everything. And, yeah, some of them, you know, were, having, were, were shit, right? And I think he was trying to motivate them. It didn't work. But they've gone through that. Now they're with Oli. Luke Shaw's with Oli. And in that time... When, when in this time when Luke Shaw, the Brandon Williams were brought in to compete with Luke Shaw, 
Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw beat Brandon Williams last season. Mm-hmm. Guess who they bought now to compete with Luke Shaw again this season? Alex Tellers. Luke Shaw is showing everybody, hey, man, I'm good. Do you know the funny thing? When, when the season uh, was uh, 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 off-season or kind of whatever it was, preseason, Luke Shaw came out and said, we need competition. We need, or not, no, we don't need competition. We need people to come in and um, we need signings. We need signings. He was at, this motherfucker was asking for signings, mm-hmm. right? He was calling for the smoke, bro. He, this boy wanted the smoke. Next minute, they freaking get Alex Tellers. And then where's Alex Tellers now? And the bench. Where's Alex? Tellers? Nobody sees Alex Tellers in like any game, bro. He <laughs> has been dominating. That's how good this kid is. This game, this game, bro, like, people don't know how much this boy puts this, puts good crosses in the box. We have some of the worst, worst strikers on our team right now, man. Marcel is not playing with confidence. You know, Edison Cavani is, he misses some 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 opportunities, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Lou Shaw puts crosses, creates chances in the box. He's been doing this for years. All our strikers are some of the most useless strikers ever in the Premier League. You know, you may say, oh, what's happening? Why am I, you know, turning? Look, last season, Martial was great, okay? But Martial, if you look at the goals he was scoring, they were nice, beautiful, sexy goals. They were not like, you know, they're not like, um, uh, what they call it, uh, scrappy goals. Like you, when you see Giroud, you know, get into the box, or even Cavani, get into the box. Yeah. You see the way that their runs, they get in, and then they get in front of the defender and they score. They were not, they're not. Luke Shaw will put cross after cross, and these motherfuckers will not score shit. Like, no joke, man. You know? And finally, now this season, people are finally recognizing, like, this boy can actually do stuff. You remember when I showed you um, what they call it, uh, that uh, um, video on how United doesn't use their wings? Yeah. Remember that, right? Yeah. There's games, bro, where Luke Shaw will be standing at the touchline, right? Standing at the touchline. Pogba will look. Look at him, put the ball back through the middle. Yeah. No joke. Like, it is so fucking bad how bad our team is, man. Like, people don't... I'm going to start getting angry right now, man. Like, even though, yeah, we won this game 2-0, I'm getting so pissed off, man. This United team is so freaking bad tactically. It's not even funny. The ball, the ball, our boys, fullbacks, even one Bissaka that I know he shit with, with the way he goes forward, but he sometimes would get himself into good positions up, up front. They won't find him. They won't give him the ball. You have Pogba and all these guys trying to do all this fancy, Bruno trying to do all these fancy tricks in the middle and so fucking playing the most high percentage ball. And then you've got Sean now who's like, okay, finally doing everything because finally he's like, you know what, okay, I'm going to just throw some crosses into the box and see what happens. And then look all of a sudden now, he, everybody's recognizing Luke Shaw. It's like, motherfuckers, this guy has been this good for a long time, but the way this stupid-ass team plays, the way our useless-ass strikers play, he hasn't been getting fucking credit for the shit he's been doing. You know, I'll put some respect on this guy's name, man. Like, seriously. You know, he may not be like consistently the best of the best, but for, for a good fucking five seasons, he's been up there. But nobody, nobody recognizes the work this motherfucker does, man. So anyway, it, it pisses me off thinking about this thing, man. Like this United team is so bad, bro. Like I don't even I don't care about that nonsense, stupid ass two nothing win we won. 
you know, we're such a bad team. I don't give a shit. We're a fucking terrible ass team. Terrible, terrible, absolutely horrible. We're a horrible fucking team. You know what I mean? And finally, for people to finally start to see, oh, United won two nothing against City. Great, good job. Yeah, we of course we won two nothing against City. And then guess who we're gonna lose to next week? Guess who we're gonna tie to next week? That's just mm. the problem with this team, man. Like, you know, we're gonna beat somebody five nothing next minute. Oh, you just lost to them three two. You just lost to them. You know, it's just such bullshit, man. Such bullshit. Anyway. Throw some respect on Luke Shaw's name. United United is a shit ass team, man. Like seriously, we're just shit. But anyway, the 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 goal even from Luke Shaw. If you if you have seen the way he ran up the ball, so Dean Henderson throws him the ball, right? Luke Shaw runs up, cuts in, gets into that into the box, passes over to Rashford. Rashford takes a cut back and cuts the ball back. Look, the shot that Luke Shaw took. It, do you know how many legs he had to go through to get into the side netting? There was three, three, right? Exactly. Three freaking legs. Bro, that thing could have been blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, how, why is Rashford not shooting the ball? Why is, Rashford not, why is Rashford not shooting the freaking ball, man? Like, oh, man. It's so bad, bro. It's so bad. And you know the worst part? Whenever they win, everybody goes on Twitter, United, oh, my God. And then everybody just starts talking shit. Like, you talking mad shit. Like, we've been the best team for the last 20. Bro, man, this is not a joke, man. And even I laugh, I laugh anytime I see when people post up, like, oh, United, uh, top top for, for two weeks. I laugh, bro. I, even I posted, too. Because it's mm-hmm. such a joke. Our fan base is such a joke. Any little shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. United. Like guys, bro. I'm so excited. I'm not. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, let's lose to the city or anything. Hell, fucking no. We better beat City. We better be. Mm-hmm. But it makes me extra mad that we're beating City two nothing and we're tying zero zero against Crystal Palace and we're losing two yeah. one against fucking Sheffield. Who was it? We're tying zero zero against the Chelsea that maybe we should have taken the game to. It makes me so fucking mad, man. That Crystal mm-hmm. Palace game, look, no joke, bro. I turned on, watched the watched 20 minutes. You know what I did? I fucking switched that shit off. I was like, fucking, I, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not watching Manchester United today ruin my day. I know we're going to either tie or lose this game. I'm not watching this shit. I was at work, man. I shut that motherfucker off. I was like, that's it. I am done. I am not watching this crap shit. I know y'all are not going to win this game. Seriously, I'm not watching it anymore. I just turned it off. I'm like, I got work to do. Screw this shit. No joke. No joke, bro. Like, that's how mad this team makes me, man. Like, you turn on the screen, you just watch. Watch 20 minutes. You know what you're going to get with this bunch, man. Seriously. That city game, the first 30 seconds, as soon as the penalty came in, I was like, we've won. We've won the game. We don't want to lose this thing. Now it's one nothing. City has to come out. We have won the game. I know. Yeah. I know 100%. Man, it's so frustrating, man. I, can't, I cannot stand this United team, man. I cannot stand them. Like, I can't stand the coaching. The coaching is so bad, bro. Like, it's not even funny. Like, Ole needs to, like, you know, you, you can tell Ole is not a good coach, man. Okay, he may be a good manager, but he's not a goddamn good coach. He needs to hire good people. Who is he hiring? He's hiring Darren Fletcher. He's hiring Darren Fletcher. I love Darren Fletcher. Darren Fletcher's my boy. Dude, that, that motherfucker was bossing the midfield with Anderson against City back in the day. Could you imagine two center mids 
Anderson and, and, and Darren Fletcher boss in the midfield. Two of them boss in the midfield against City back in the day. I remember that game, 4-3, we won. Two of them. But that guy's not a coach. He's not there as a coach. He's not experienced as a coach. Let him go get his let him go get his coaching badges and get experience with like some of the other teams first before he comes to United. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the managers, some of the coaches that we've got, bro. Oh man, don't even get me started, bro. Like this team, man. The coaching is so bad. It's so freaking bad, bro. I can't believe I, what kind of Manchester United player guy would be sitting there watching this team. It is so freaking bad, dude. It's not a joke, man. And next season, this season's already gone. Next season, guess who's going to be up there? Chelsea. Chelsea's going to be. I can get. I can smell it right now. Tuchel is all over, man. City, you think Pep, everybody keeps calling Pep Pep Fraudiola? You guys are all jokes, man. If you're calling that guy Fraudiola, this guy, yeah, he he lost his, he lost to United. It's customary. He knows next time. Don't worry, we got this in the bag. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying, man. I can't stand watching this team, bro. I literally that Crystal Palace game. I turned up. I I had enough. I was like twenty minutes in. Nah, hell no. You know, the, the Lord, man, he has redeemed my soul. I am not fucking going through pain to watching y'all, man. Seriously, that was how angry I was watching that shit. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not watching anymore. That's it. And what did we do? Zero, zero. Anyway, rant over, man. I'm just tired, man. I'm tired of this motherfucker. And, and, and this season where this season was like, this was the season. Liverpool are shitting the bed. They're stinking up the place. They're not a good team anymore. Like, you know, they have all these injuries. Their defenders are not there. They, they, might, even, they might not even make top four. That's how bad Liverpool are this season, right? Yeah. And then United is sitting there, okay, with second. Oh, Ole comes out. Oh, not even title. Like, I agree with you. Yes, the team is shit. But frick, man, like at least have some backbone and come up and say, guys, like, this is the year, man. Like, City's running away with this. You're going out there losing to freaking Sheffield, bro. <laughs> you listen to Sheffield. You're going out there in your time with Crystal Palace. What? What? <laughs> yeah, you're beating Everton. The three, what was it? Three one, and then you you tie three three. It's such a joke. It's a joke. It's such a joke. Such a freaking joke. And. You know, and the best part, everybody's just going to, you know, be upset. I'm seeing people now talk about Glazers out. I'm like, where were y'all when we're trying to, like, you know, bring up the dialogue about Glazers out? Nobody. As soon as the league started, everybody were going to go buy merchandise. People were buying fucking, look, it's it's okay, man. How you choose to support Manchester United is fine. I choose to support Manchester United by by watching them on TV. I have Mm -hmm. refused to buy a single gear, single gear in the last five years. The last time was when Gabby bought me a gift. In Manchester United jersey. That was the yeah. last freaking time that I that I that I went out of my way to buy Manchester United gear. In fact, I didn't buy it. it was my my wife who bought it for me? Mm-hmm. You see, every single every single offseason, United come out with zebra gear. Next minute, they're gonna come up with antelope gear. Next minute, they're gonna come up with gorilla gear. Like seriously, man. Like these guys are gonna buy that shit, bro. We don't, like, and then next minute they start complaining. Oh, Glazers out! What the hell? Why? Why didn't we buy? It's like, guys, you motherfuckers are keep supporting them with your money. They're gonna keep using it for stupid shit. Stop buying the fucking gear. 
you know? Hey, oh, I got to support my team. Got to rep my team. Okay, rep them then. Now, all of a sudden, ooh, um, we don't have money to spend. Well, guess <laughs> what, man? Holland the Cyborg, City are looking at him now. Uh, we don't have cheese to spend. Holland now, they want, they City wants him. Chelsea want him too. <laughs> you guys better have that money to spend because if, if Holland comes into this league, you best forget it, bro. Like, United is playing who? <laughs> Hell no, man. Anyway. <laughs> Imagine Haaland against Harry Maguire. Did you, did you saw what they did this weekend? Haaland, two goals. Lewandowski, three goals. The Germans are playing football. And then meanwhile, in England, United, they're busy parking the bus every 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 goddamn second we can get. And then we call mm-hmm. ourselves a big team. Such a joke, man. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of watching stupid football, man. I really am. I'm fucking sick of it. I can't, you know, you, you can talk about improvement. Yeah, we've progressed. We're in a way, but it's, it's, it's a waste of everybody's time. It's a waste of, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time to keep turning, tuning in and the same old mistakes keep happening. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the other guys in city, the same old mistakes don't happen. You know, yeah, they make me. They, yeah, they're gonna. They, any team can lose to United. That's just the way it is. Any team can lose to United, right? That's how good we are. But at the same time, we're so shit, you know, that we don't know how to use the talent that we have to do something. Anyway, rant over, bro. Uh, that's it for me. Um, but uh, this weekend, uh, speaking of this weekend, Bundesliga, we've got Haaland uh, uh, against. Um, you know, freaking Lewandowski, man. I didn't watch the game. I'm pissed that I didn't watch it. I was, you know, I was uh, too, too busy, man. Busy, busy week. But, man, mm-hmm. these guys, Haaland scored two, and Lewandowski was like, you've chosen death. Scored three. <laughs> like, just, I love that, man. I, You know what, man? This Anytime I see those boys play, Lewandowski or Haaland play, it takes me back to the old school days of the Prem, man. Remember when fucking Drogba, like Chelsea against United, you got Drogba on one side and you've got fucking Rooney on the other side with like Tevez and Ronald. Like it was nuts, man. Like the league was like, mm, you know, and seeing Haaland and uh, Lewandowski, you know what I mean? Like do their thing out there. It's just, it gives me a little bit, I'm a bit jealous, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um I hope Holland. I hope Holland makes his way into this league. Even though I say I won't watch it, I probably will watch because of him because he's a uh, he's just such a baller, man. I love that kid, man. He's mm-hmm. a good baller. He's, he's injured, eh? Huh? He got injured in the game. What the fuck? He got injured. <laughs> yeah, nah. he's injured. He's gonna be back in three days. He should be. He better be back for the Sevilla game. Oh shit! Yeah, Sevilla. But. That kid is a freak, man. Who's uh you guys is who's uh Borussia second striker? Uh Yusuf Mokoko. Well. Some young kid. Yeah, I think he scored his first goal this season, right? He's like sixteen or seventeen or something. He was the youngest yeah. kid that scored. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, but Dortmund is looking hot, man. What are the odds for uh Sancho? Is he moving out this year for real or no? Um, I think um, if if Borussia don't make Champions League, they're gonna sell three players: Haaland, Sancho, and uh, Gio Reyna. Yeah, yeah, I think Gio Reyna. Shit, eh? You guys really are a selling club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. 
Anyway, that's mostly it for me, man. I don't know if you have anything else to cover today. Um, I know we're not covering Italian this weekend um, or this week, but next week we should have some Italian updates. Um, I'm going to be watching some fun Italy games. Inter looks like they're running away with the league. Um, yeah, man. Juve, Juve don't know what's going on, man. They're lost. Well, they, they, they win. They lose tomorrow, too. They, they lose. They lost, too. No, Juve might lose tomorrow. Is, is it tomorrow or Wednesday when they play? Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I thought the international break was coming at some point. Are they going to be yeah. playing this week? International break where we come out after after Champions League. But I'm not too sure on international break. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not too sure either. But if Juve are playing tomorrow, man, I got to keep up the days. If they're playing tomorrow, that would be wild, man. But I yeah, think they're they, they, playing Porto tomorrow at 1 p.m. Oh, I won't be on damn shit. So, and they're down the already on aggregate two one. So, I think I think they're gonna win, man. Ronaldo Ronaldo loves doing one against Porto, man. I think they got that one. But... They, this team really isn't doing nothing right now, bro. <laughs> the the no, they, they won. I I heard they won one of their games against um. Can't remember the team, but Ronaldo didn't play. They rested Ronaldo. They won, and they looked quite good. It looks like Perlo finally is starting to get his um his group together. But anyway, I need to I need to I need to put some eyes back on on the Italian league. Just just as I said, man, busy guys. Like you guys have no idea, man. House hunting is not easy right now, bro. Like you know, we've put uh, we've put down a couple of bids, and a couple of things have been. You know, rejected, but uh, house hunting has just been nonstop. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've been trying to see if we can uh, relocate and, um, you know, purchase a home or something. But uh, yeah. it's been nuts, bro. It's been really, really nuts. So it's not, it's not been an easy, easy ride. I think probably that's what's add, adding to my frustration. You know, what I mean, like you come in, you, you know, you, you, you're stressed. You finish work. Your mind is all over the place. You have to deal with some like house stuff, blah blah blah, and then you try to just sit down and watch your team, you know, play some good football, and then they just like are shitting all over the place, you know. So it irritates the hell out of me. But um, but uh, I promise next week I should have an Italian update and see where our teams are at. But mm-hmm. I think I think Inter is still top, AC second. I think Roma was third last time I checked. No, Oh, Juve was third now. Okay. Juve, Juve was third with a game in hand. Okay, with a game in hand. They win that game, then they, they come, I think... Uh, second? No, no, no. They won't come second. They will be one point behind second. Okay, one point. Okay, behind second. Anyway, so... so I'll, I'll... They're below, below enter by 10 points. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll keep up to date. Next next week, we'll, we'll review uh, some Italy. Um and uh, we'll review some Germany as well and see what our boy Nagelsmann is doing. Did you hear these rumors about Nagelsmann going to uh, Tottenham now? Wow, that would be yeah. a crazy thing. I haven't, I, mean, I haven't heard, I haven't heard the rumors, but that'd be crazy. Yeah, he would definitely transform that team for sure. Yeah, like this the guy is doing what he's basic. This guy is basically using like a pub team. Well, it's not a pub team, but like he's in a pub team in a way, like a bunch of no nobody's a star on that on that his team. Mm-hmm. And uh he's just like producing all the stuff. The only person you can say maybe he's a star is Upper Makano, 
But Alba Makano doesn't even play like national for his national team. That's how not up there he is. So Nagelsmann is doing all this stuff without like a real defining star. Um, yeah. And Alba uh, Makano is leaving them next year anyway, but he's doing this. And, and you've got um, Tottenham who are, you know, kind of looking at what uh, Mario is doing and you're just like, what the heck? Now Mario credit to him um, with Kane back. He's found a way to like get Kane, you know, back into stuff and uh, even Bale, Gary Bale scoring. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's found a way to do that, those, those things there, but I don't know how long it will last because Mourinho is just, Mourinho's Mourinho, right? Like as soon as they, they concede a stupid goal, he gets mad and then he's like, okay, well that's it. We're parking the bus for the next 10 games, you know? So, um, but uh, but yeah, I'm hearing the rumors that Nagelsmann may go over to Tottenham. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, but anyway, that's mostly it. Um, you know, I know we're not covering Liverpool today, but uh, Liverpool are in a shambles. Let's just give them a quick second. They're in a sham. They're in shambles, man. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> um, you know, Salah, la, 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 huh? We still we still laughing though. I know, still laughing, but it's it's just like it's they believe in, they, they believe in 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 club in club <laughs> trust in club mania in in club you end up in seventh place. That was good. The best yeah. thing that can happen to them right now is not to make the Europa or the Champions League. Yeah, they yeah. just need they need time away. Yeah, and just focus on the prem. Yeah. They need time away. That's the best thing that could happen to them. In mm-hmm. fact, like if that those those resets are kind of good. Like if I if I look at United, I would have taken, uh, I would have taken this season out of away from the Champions League. Yes, we'll get bantered the hell out of us, but I would have taken this season away out of the to stay away from the Champions League or even Europa, yeah. because that would allow us to focus on the league, and yeah. um the. Most likely, because you see how many games both teams, everybody's playing, right? Like one week you're playing, then the midweek you're playing, and then it just keeps going on and on and on, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, bro. Like I, I really, uh, um, I think that's uh, a missed. I, I, I know nobody should be tanking just so they can. But when I look back at it, I'm just like, man, I would have easily taken us not being in the Champions League this season or Europa League. Just mm-hmm. to focus on ourselves and get ourselves right, but we United, you can't, you can't all wish for that because if you wish for that, like the the morale, United is such a morale team that we will drop in performance so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not, we wouldn't even, I don't even think we'll even make it tough for again because of how mentally uh, shaken we'll be because of that. Yeah, uh, but I feel like Liverpool can do that this year. Try their best, not get in, and then next season just come out like. You know, but anyway, Liverpool are not doing well, so it's it's good for them. It's uh, let them relax a little bit. Their fan base can be so obnoxious and annoying; it's not even funny sometimes. But yeah, Abu at least is like nice, but freaking a mad man. He's on another thing, man. Anyway, <laughs> all right, man. Okay, brother. Well, this is it. Uh, we'll close the chapter here today. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, yeah. you know, please like, subscribe, share, 
And if you don't, so good too as well. But we just thank you for lending us your ears and listening to us today. Um, Vic, anything you want to plug in? Uh, Just don't forget to follow us on on Twitter at PodcastCBF. And uh, we'll see you next time. Okay. Take care, guys.